Hello and welcome to episode 81 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, he's an alligator. She's a mama papa coming for you, Adam and Grace. <laughs> Love that. Nice to Hello. see you both. Nice to see you too. We doing all right? Yeah. Doing all right, Smidge tired. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who won't be named unless we name them in a second, uh, asked if we could record at a absolutely ungodly hour, which isn't it, even that. It. It's just that none of us have kids. You know, like that's really what yeah, it is. True. That's true. Uh, but asked to start recording at eight a.m. on a Saturday. Brutal. And whoever that person is, I'm sure they are thankful and <laughs> deeply happy to have the other people in their lives. Well, a real change of tune. Real change. There they are. Wow. Well, hey, mm. things were said in the heat of the moment that that person will apologise for. <laughs> for context, before the episode, um, Grace said that she was very unhappy with Adam about this decision. Um, and, well, and then when Adam came on said, well, I'm not that upset if I... I'm not that unhappy upsetting Grace. It's worse than upsetting Matt. And, you know, showed his true colours, really. Mm, Sorry sorry that I have some family loyalty. Mm. How rude of me. How how absolutely terrible of me. Mm. Blood isn't the thickest thing, Adam. The blood of the womb is thicker than the water of the covenant. (laughs) That's what that saying actually means. That's what that saying actually means. I mean, I was under the impression that we were family here on El Vanilo, but... Mm, me you know. too. Well, it's hard to be family with and be... Not be family and be Tripletus. Well, <laughs> what womb did I come to... from, Adam? <laughs> it's, it's hard to murder Spanish <laughs> sayings <laughs> and not count yourself as a family, really. Although, can someone quickly look up what the womb is in Spanish? <laughs> Or blood is thicker than water. But... El Wumo. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're just towing the lines of xenophobia, aren't we? <laughs> Womb in Spanish. <laughs> I'm going to say this wrong. Matriz. The matriz. 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 Brilliant. Guys, how is... Well, Adam, what, what have yeah. you got on today? What's so important? It, t- today's a bit of a fun one. Um, so Libby, my girlfriend, um, has a sister. She has two. Uh, one of her sisters is in university Actual in London. Actual family, Grace. Take Actual those. family. Yeah, clearly. That <laughs> um, she would rather and... I die over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so her sister's come up from London after being away at uni um, and has brought a friend with her. And so we're all going... Yeah, we're all going, having some br- brunch, a mm. um, little bit of crazy golf. Yeah. There's a murder mystery happening tonight. Is there? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's, all, it's all kicking off. So it's premeditated. Well, yes. <laughs> it always is. Did you know that you were dying tonight, Grace? This, <laughs> this is a funny <laughs> way to find out tonight. I didn't realise that was a very serious confession before. Very. It's not much of a mystery anymore. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's going to be a pretty full on but fun day. Mm, brilliant. Yeah. It's been honestly the hottest weather 
I know we we say this, and literally it's only been 17 degrees. It's not been that hot, but it feels like mm. summer is here, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I've woken up this morning, and I swear pollen is rice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that can get in the bin. Yeah, hay fever season is here. Mm. Mm. I did that classic British thing where I went to look for my summer clothes. Yeah. Couldn't find any. Went on Depop. Bought some bought, bought <laughs> yeah. six pairs of shorts. <laughs> wow. Just absolutely went mental. I had a dream last night that we were all going swimming together in oh, the sea. Guys, let's do it. It was definitely a dream because I was actually going to go swimming and that would never happen. But <laughs> do you not swim? Not in bodies of water, no. If you cannot see the bottom, how do you know there's not some vile creatures? That they're gonna what, grab absolutely. you. What do you swim absolutely in? Jelly. <laughs> if you swim in like the sea, yeah, some, some seaweed touches. Oh, oh my goodness! A You're crab. just asking to be eaten. Oh. No, 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 mm. no, no, no. Mm. A poo? How do you know there's not all sorts in there? Well, there is in a swimming pool too. Yeah, but you could see. <laughs> you can see. Maybe absolutely. Maybe we should go swimming in Barbados or somewhere where the water Ooh, is incredibly okay, clear. If we head to the Maldives, <laughs> I'll meet you there. Yeah, brilliant. Nice. That was your dream, though. That's nice. That was my dream last night. Yeah, we were mm. going swimming. That's brilliant. Brilliant. But have we done anything different with the hot weather? Has it been <laughs> no, no, just wet? No <laughs> Every time it gets at this, though, I'm like, well, this is beer garden weather. Is it? Mm-hmm. And then I'm mad because I'm in work all day and I'd rather be sat in a beer garden. Because mm. I manage my I own that. diary. I take my laptop outside, get very little done because I can't see the screen because it's too hot. <laughs> and spend an obscene amount of money on drinks. So I, I'm i living that life for you, Grace. Oh, living thank that you. life for you. Tell me how it feels. Yeah, unproductive. <laughs> 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 but But very warm. <laughs> but worth it but worth it yeah brilliant well today we're looking at uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars by David Bowie which is the album after Hunky Dory which we listened to uh, well who knows how long ago but we have listened to that yeah just yeah. so long ago um, and this is from 1972 brilliant uh, I did I was telling you earlier that I didn't have a quiz idea, right? Mm. I've just thought of one. Do you want to hear my quiz idea? Oh. Go on. Yeah, yeah, go on. My quiz idea is what were the Beatles doing in 1972? Absolutely not. Here for it. I'm ready. I'll give you a diary entry and you have to tell me which Beatle. Absolutely not. Yes. (laughs) You can do that for Taylor Swift. What was Taylor Swift doing in 1972? In 2010. Oh, right, I see. Uh, But, you know, one of those quizzes is easier than the other. Um, But, but yeah, but we should probably do some history from 1972. We should. We should and we shall. So, we'll start off like there's one dark thing that happened. Well, lots of dark things happened in 72, but I thought we'd start like Sam. The largest diamond called the Star of Sierra Leone um, was unearthed. It's 969.8 carats. 
It's a lot of vegetables. <laughs> a lot of vegetables going on right there. Don't, Don't know much about. <laughs> Don't know much about about diamonds really, but I can imagine nine hundred and sixty nine point eight carats. Mm. Pretty big. Mm. Pretty big. So that was uncovered um, and found and all that. Uh, digital watches are introduced. Seventy mm, two. Wow. Well, there was a time before digital watches. Seventy two was the landmark year where the, everyone went, "Hey, have a digital watch on your own." Um, I don't. I don't want to talk about the Beatles too much, but that's why the Beatles <laughs> are so good, right? Because they existed before things like digital <laughs> watches. You know, they they have to actually read the time on a normal watch. You know what I mean? What? Like that's why you don't think about the sixties as that crazy, do you? You know what I mean? In my head, nothing happened before the nineties. Like there was no electricity. They still had candles in my head before <laughs> yeah. the nineties. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Everything in the 70s, I don't know about you guys, the colour that comes to mind with the 70s is like brown. Yeah. <laughs> but a specific type of brown. Yeah. Like, like a really dark orange brown. Just, yeah. You know what I mean? Just everything like, looks like Anchorman, basically, is what I think. About. Yeah. Yeah. And like corded pants just, and yeah, like mustard and brown as well. But, but yeah, everything mustard. That's a good point. Um, if you were born in the 70s or lived through the 70s, let us know. Was everything <laughs> mustard? Because <laughs> it feels like it was. <laughs> if, you, if you lived through the 70s. I mean, surely there's no one who would dumb themselves down to this podcast who lived through the 70s because they must think these daft idiots, man. These guys talking about brown and mustard <laughs> and digital <laughs> watches. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> um, staying in the digital space yes. mm-hmm. um, Atari kicks off the first generation of video games With the release of Pong um, The first <laughs> game to achieve commercial success Video, video games in your home Plug it into your TV Two little paddles going side by side bing, boom, bing, boom. Little ping pong game mm-hmm. Incredible So we've gone from that to like VR, you know what mm. I mean. In in a short space of forty odd years, you've gone from that to virtual reality headsets. Virtual, bit bit crazy. Can't even imagine what the next forty years will be like for video games. We all like video games here. We all play different yeah. types. Grace, you're yeah. an Animal Crossing Sims. Ah, oh, come on, simulator fan. Mm. Love that, Matt. You've recently stepped into the video game space yeah. this past year. Yeah, long COVID. That's what does, think of it, that's what it does to you. I mean, yeah. So it's a bit crazy, a bit crazy to think. But either have you played Pong or any variation? I was terrible. I was always terrible at Pong. I couldn't yeah. like I'd control one side, could never get the other. Were you able to control both sides? I thought the computer controlled the other side. Yeah, yeah, but you can switch, can't you? You could choose. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, awesome. so you had a preferred, a preferred. Yeah. Could never do the left hand side. Fair play. Oh well. There used to be a um I think they this isn't my nineties centric version of it, but there there used to be a phone that like you know, like a Nokia sixty three ten or thirty three ten or whatever. They came out with a version of Pong on it. Oh well. And that's that was my first experience. I like that. Um I was a pinball gal. That's all I play. Oh yeah. 
The pinball on the computer when the internet wouldn't work. Mm. <laughs> that was one of the best ones. I used to play that in school. Incredible. Um, something sad that happened. So around the sixties and late sixties and seventies, um, Israel and Palestine and Egypt, mostly Israel and Egypt, were locked in in quite a lot of war, um, and there was a lot of plane hijackings, a lot of assassinations. Um, there was, yeah, like I said, just a lot of terrible things happening between the, the two countries. Um, and in 72, at the Olympics that were being held in Munich, um, 11 Israel athletes, Israeli athletes were murdered by Arab gunmen. Oh, my goodness. Um, they, they took hostage of them in their hotel room and made a lot of demands like we want, I think it was something like 294 um, prisoners to be released and things like that. Load of demands, um, which I don't think were met. And then, yeah, then they, they killed them, gunned them down, while the world watched because it was all like on television was and stuff because it, yeah. it was at the Olympics. Wow. Um, so a bit, bit bleak, really. Um, and yeah, things kind of continued on in that vein. There was a lot of different plane hijackings that went on. Just a terrible, terrible time in the world, um, especially in that part of the world, in the Middle mm. East. Uh, so yeah, so that happened. Um, there's a really great film called Munich, um, which is I think it's, I don't think it's a, a true story, but I think it's based on some aspects of truth, which is basically the Israeli secret service getting revenge on, um the gunmen and basically finding the gunmen and killing them wow. um, in various different ways. It's quite quite a cool film called Munich. Is there any truth in that or it's totally made up? Like they did I, actually I, do that? I don't think they went and targeted right. them. I think it is a bit made up. Crazy. Um, but still, it's got some cool historical stuff. Um, and finally, to end on quite a positive note, um, an invention that I cared the artificial heart wow. was made in the US by William Jeff a uh, Willem Jeff Coif K-O-I-F-F Coif Coif oh. yeah artificial heart which of course super helpful um, for those who need a replacement heart maybe there isn't a donor available stick an artificial one in them or run for another 30 odd years happy days mm. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh... that's like you just are like Adam's a mechanic. Or we'll stick another, th- yeah. stick another one in. You'll be done for thirty years. <laughs> shot to pe- your aorta shot to pieces. Stick another one in. Take two to three weeks for the parts to come in. So funny. That's cool though, isn't it? Mm. Really cool. Again, advances in technology. Now you can do all sorts. Mm. Yeah, pacemakers are tiny. Open heart surgeries now. Keyhole. Just mm. all sorts of crazy stuff. If you had to have a part of your body that wasn't mm. your own, what would you Kidney. have? <laughs> I, so re- replaced with a mechanical version? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Grace went straight kidney. Why did you go straight to kidney? I was thinking like a transplant. I was like, that's safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like extendable arms and things. That's what I... Ooh. Tell you what I go for. Yeah. Eyes. What would you go for? 
So I, I would I would get my eyes transplanted, my little mechanical eyes. Right. So you could have twenty twenty vision. Twenty twenty vision for a start. Secondly, little zoom feature. Ooh. And then thirdly, a way to take photos with the eyes. <gasps> That's cool. <laughs> Just blink. Yeah. <laughs> little quick one. And right. then like I don't know, they go straight to your phone or something. That's cool, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say extendable legs so you can reach stuff, but yours is way more thought out. Mm, yeah, I was thinking about arms just so I can grab stuff. <laughs> I, <just> <laughs> I mean, extendable legs would be fun, but purely just so that I could finally be six foot. Mm. I'd like mm-hmm. I'd like an extra finger so that you could play cooler chords on guitar. <laughs> You know, just put an extra little thing in there. Oh, that's cool. Though. Yeah, I'm not sure that would be. I like your eyes thing now, though. Oh, thank you. Well, mm. you know. That eyes or ears, so you could hear. Like, cool thing. Mm. There is a um, a prosthetic that someone's made, which is like an extra thumb that sits on your wrist, it, like straps to your hand, sits on your wrist, and people they they trialed it, <sighs> um, and it when you you can cl- pick stuff up with it because it like clenches and stuff. It's just like a thumb. And um, they trialed it with people. And I think they gave it to them for like two, three weeks. And I'm sure people said after a week, it just became like another thumb. They they could do all sorts with it. They could like pick bananas up and pick coffee mugs up and still type. Absolutely insane. Wow. And then when it got taken away or like removed from them. Kept they, all, they all died. They felt, yeah, they felt like really weird about it. Because it was like, oh, I feel like I've lost... It's mad, that, isn't it? It's mad. Would you like to know? There's <laughs> a bit of a, 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 uh, a, <laughs> a wild, a bit of a side way. Would you like to know some other albums that came out in 1972? Mm. Please. Machine Head by Deep Purple. Um, Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Have you ever listened to Nick Drake? No. Can't say he, I have. He is this cool like guitarist and he plays like in different tunings and different things but really great songs really good check it out uh harvest by neil young yeah. come on i saw a picture the other day of neil young as a small child and it was it explained a lot <laughs> neil young is so sick man what a guy I'm gonna find the picture <laughs> okay while you do that i'm just gonna read some more. Okay. <laughs> uh roxy music by Roxy Music, Transformer by Lou Reed, uh, Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Oh yeah, Talking Book by uh, Stevie Wonder, which is when we did our uh, giveaway. Mm. Remember that? It is, yeah. Uh, on the Corner by Miles Davis, which is the album after uh, the one that we looked at, which I can't even remember the name of, tell you what. Absolutely, having a mind blank. Uh, Superfly, Curtis Mayfield. We've looked at that too. We've looked at loads of, loads of nineteen seventy-two. Yeah. Crazy. Grace, have you just sent us a picture of Neil Young as a kid? I sent you that on the WhatsApp. Yeah. This doesn't really work as a podcast, but we shall put it into the. Uh, <laughs> we'll put it into the. Uh, on the Instagram, but I tell you what, that is a scary looking kid, isn't it? Honestly. If Adam did his impression of Neil Young. Yeah, imagine that, uh, that voice coming yeah, out of that. Look at my life. <laughs> I like you were. So The funny. worst thing. We'll put that on the, yeah. He, he, he looks like a kid who sits 
and uh, again, apologies to anyone, but like the Appalachian Mountains <laughs> and just sits on the porch, sipping some moonshine, playing a banjo. It's an odd deliverance. That's what he looks like. Some corn hanging out of his mouth. Ding, 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 ding. It looks like he's still going to say, want to come hang out with me? And he just like... Anyone like to play in the half moon? That's why he turns into Barry Gibb. I'm like... He doesn't even talk like that. That's what's funny. He does. He sings like that, but he doesn't talk like that. You might as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> I never understand people's uh, foreheads as well. Just like mm. foreheads that aren't straight are as mad as you know, like mm. <laughs> like not straight, but that's just something wild, isn't it? It's strange. Anyway, uh, there we go. Well, thanks for that, Grace. Imagine that was just a kid, and someone put the cu- the caption of Neil Young next to it, and we were just slating this random kid. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that's not Neil Young though. We're just taking him in the car. Soothies so little boy. We should use this picture and just start making our own memes with it. We we could have a whole account. <laughs> just just do it. Uh, Brilliant. Shall we actually talk about uh Ziggy Stardust and the spiders no from Mars? I thought I was reading the whole album title out. I was thinking, wow, this is long, but it's not. It's the rise and fall of the Diggy Stardust and the Spiders and Mars. So, so long. Uh, But Mm -hmm. this is the fifth studio album by English musician David Bowie. And it was released, guys, get this, 16th of June, 1972. Hey, hey. Yeah, this is why, Grace, we have a better bond than you. Is this something to do with the Beatles? See, look, doesn't even know. Wow. Doesn't even know. See, is this when Grace, they broke up? This is when they broke up. No, it's not. And you know what? Grace chastised me earlier in this this year, right, for mm. not knowing the exact date of her birthday, and here she is, not knowing mine. <laughs> so there you go, sixteenth of June. Shocking. Better than the Beatles. Thanks, Grace. When's Ben? I, I mm. told you, you're a Scorpio. I can't mm. remember. No, it's not even true. <laughs> I am a Scorpio. Well done. <laughs> But there you go. That's all that matters. Um, it was co-produced by David Bowie and Ken Scott um, and features Bowie's backing band, The Spiders from Mars, comprised of Mick Ronson, Trevor Boulder, and Mick Woodmancy, which is a good name. Um, most of the songs were written around the same time as Bowie's previous album, Hunky Dory, which is a bit crazy because they do sound quite different. Um, and after the album was completed, recording for Ziggy Stardust commenced um, in November 1971 at Trident Studios in London uh, with further sessions in early February 1972. This is described as a loose concept album and rock opera, which I think is quite loose. I, I know people mm. say that, but I think it is quite loose. And Ziggy Stardust concerns Bowie's uh, alter ego, Ziggy Stardust. It was a fictional figure who is like both male and female and bisexual and is a rock star who is sent to Earth as a saviour before impending apocalyptic disaster. Um, And so the first song, Five Years, talks about in five years there's going to be this disaster unless the star man comes. Have you guys heard the Kanye West conspiracy theory? No. No. So you know on this album... 
um, I, we shouldn't get into this because it's not actually anything to do with it, but we are going to get into it. On the album cover, it has K-West in the top middle. Horses. Everybody who's listening, get the album cover on. <laughs> so above David Bowie's head. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, oh, right, yeah, yeah. The shop is called K-West, right? Yeah. And in five years, as I said, it talks about the impending doom uh, of the world unless this saviour comes, right? This <sighs> album came out five years before Kanye West was born. And then Kanye West was born five years and three days after the album was released, right? Oh, wow. Crazy that, isn't it? And then, um, anyway, 30 years later, whatever, Kanye West doesn't just, you know, when David Bowie dies, messages saying, thank you, David Bowie, for all you've done, blah, 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 my biggest inspiration on Twitter. And mm. when David Bowie's final album comes out, there's a song called Lazarus on it. And Kanye West has an album out at the same time. And on that album, it's got a song called I Am God. Um, Guys. That solves it then. Kanye so, West is... Is God. Is Ziggy, is Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. To save us all from the impending doom. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's pretty loose, that, isn't it? Mm. It's pretty loose, but I like it. We all like a good conspiracy. It's looser than loose. Well, we like a good <laughs> musical conspiracy, don't we? We don't like what the world's turned into. Mm. Absolutely. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> so Ziggy in the album's uh, uh, lyrical content uh, wins the hearts of fans but suffers a fall from grace after uh, succumbing to his own ego. Sounds like a Kanye West to me. <laughs> uh, the, char- <laughs> the character was inspired by numerous musicians, including singer Vince Taylor and Iggy Pop, as the, you know, good friends. Your favorite, Grace? My best friend. Yeah. Most of the album's concept was developed after the songs were recorded. Uh, the glam rock and proto-punk musical styles were influenced by pop, uh, the Velvet Underground, and Mark Bolin from T-Rex. It's not that proto-punk, is it? Mm. I don't know, you know. I. You think it is? I, I mean, we'll go further into this, but there are some songs where I got the the punk vibe without it being overly, you know, I think it's more rocky. Or, it, it is, is more rocky. rocky. Yeah, absolutely. It is more rocky. And, yeah. But, but to me, it sounds like a rockier John Lennon. Yeah, you know, like you can hear these like vocal yeah, styles, I, which he's like really into. Mm. And and like, let's be honest, he's nailing it compared to John Lennon. Like, yeah. at this time, you know, all that Beatles stuff or like post Beatles stuff sounds quite thin compared to this album. Um, but yeah, but anyway, while the lyrics discuss artificial uh, artificiality of rock music, uh, political issues, drug use, sexual orientation, and stardom, the album cover. Photographed is monochrome and then was recolored, taken in London outside the home of Kay West, who we've just talked to us. Um, so the album was a big success. Um, really, you can see the difference between Hunky Dory and you can see um, the developments here. And we, this is our third David Bowie album. And you can see that even this is like a peak compared to station to station. And there's a real um, 
going up and then going down. Although I did enjoy station to station. Um, but yeah. Guys, what did you think? Grace, tell us. Tell us what you thought of this album. Now, we all know how I feel about our David. So I, wouldn't, do, I wouldn't describe what do you What do you feel? That he was so overrated and after he died, everyone pretended that they were a huge Davy Bowie fan. Wow. Um, and people just jumped on the bandwagon and acted like they'd listened to him forever and they never listened to him and they just were like, oh my goodness, a, a hero died. But you um, don't... Almost like somebody who would wear a Rolling Stones t-shirt <laughs> without ever even listening. But I wouldn't cry when they all died and be like, oh, the Rolling Stones were the best. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well, I never heard so I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, still going to wear a t-shirt. Nice one. <laughs> so, you know, not, not the biggest fan. Um, so I went into this with a smidge of prejudice. Is it Hunky Dory, the last one that we listened to? No, that was the first one we listened to, and then, and then station to station, which you really disliked. Was I don't even remember station to station. Remember, it was all about. It was all about the Great White Duke. It was all just Uh, neo-Nazi stuff. Yeah, Yeah. wasn't great. And that's really (laughs) where my dislike was born. Um, Yeah, yeah. So wasn't wasn't a good look for him, to be honest. Um, But I can't lie, I love this album. (laughs) Brilliant. Do you know what? Can't lie. Can't lie. Can't lie. Why um, lie? How long so, have we been waiting for Grace to say that? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> it's nearly been so, five years, I'll tell you what. The opener, five years. Yeah. Smash it. Absolutely smashed it. The strings that are going on. I love I love a bit of strings. Get them all in there. Get the full on orchestra. Come on. Love it. Um, Soul Love, track two. Still going strong. Brilliant. Moon Age Daydream, still goes strong. He plays the sax beautifully. I knew that he played the sax well because he does play it on some other albums. Um, but I never wanted to, you know, give too much glory to that. But you know what? It's stunning. Stunning. That song, Moon Age Daydream, is unbelievable. That is such mm. a great song. It's, yeah, stunning. There's a version um, of um, Alex Turner and Miles Kane doing that live, and it is just so oh, sick. Oh, wow. So good, really like it. Um. So, yeah, the um, the band, the um, Spiders from Mars, basically like a bunch of session musicians, but incredible. The drums, guitar, beautiful. The drums, it never sounds like crazy, but it always sounds like clean and like slick like beautiful every little feel that's going on i'm like oh a little spice in there oh a little spice in there you know <laughs> keeps going amazing um so yeah i'm just I'm, I'm here for a lot of it to be honest i think lyrically can't always hear what you're saying does sound a little bit like a little bit like stuff that the beatles were doing or john lennon was doing but it yeah like i said i think it sounds better um but yeah, I can't always hear what he's saying. So lyrically, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. Is it talking about politics? I don't know, because he has a weird voice. Um, uh, can I ask a question? You can ask a question. Apart from Taylor Swift, who mm. who do you listen to lyrically and go, wow, their lyrics are so clear? Like, I, I'm not taking a mic. I'm, like, seriously. Um, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Adele. Okay. <laughs> Adele. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> Lots of people. Okay, no fair. So you just like really like clean pop vocals. I just, I just want to hear what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like I could sing along to much of this album because I'm not sure of what he's saying. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that the fun? Don't you do that at home? Like make up your own lyrics? <laughs> like if you don't understand it. I mean, sure, maybe. But, you know, I'd like to be able to join in. You know, hear what he's saying. Yeah, fair. Um, there's a lot of this that sounds a little bit chaotic, but in a clever way. Like it adds to the music. It's not like this is a mess and no one can play. It sounds awful intentional chaos yeah very cleverly done not Mm. overwhelming it adds to the music and it's beautiful i will say it's panned in an insane way particularly like whatever track has his um his big sax solo on is it soul love oh no anyway whichever one it is if you listen to it in your headphones it's literally like every second it's like flipping from one side to the other it's mad dead weird Hunky Dory was like that. I remember listening to it and going, wow, yeah. this is panned crazy. Hunky Dory it, has some like flips and you're like, wah, wah. but it's, but it's cool. quite nice though. It's clever. It's just, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Again, organized chaos, you know, mm. um, adding to it, stunning. Um, yeah, I think I enjoyed every single track on this album. I think I would listen to this album again all around. A, a winner. Mm. A real winner. Brilliant. What do you think, Asim? So, first off, I've been told to say, Grace, because um, your husband texted me literally after he said it. He said, um, loves the sax, doesn't like Sam Fender. She's got issues. Well, <laughs> um, well. As he was trying to quietly pee next door. <laughs> <laughs> he well. As soon as you said it, he texted me that I was like, Oh, <laughs> so funny. Great. So there you go. Um, what did I think of this album? Loved it. Come on. Really good. I really enjoyed Hunky Dory. Station to Station was a bit iffy, but I really enjoyed Hunky Dory and still listen to it today. Um, so this one was great. So going through some tracks, five years, I think it builds really nicely into that kind of final, little bit chaotic repetition at the end um really enjoyed the strings on the song um they add nicely don't overpower anything they're not in your face it seems like a little descent into madness into the end but in a nice musical way organized chaos mm. like that good good phrase um moon age moon age daydream that's difficult for me to say um it seems it's just, it's just a really cool song that intro where the stabs the bow bow just and his voice mm. musically i think that's really it makes you sit up and notice it comes in great. really heavy right it's like bam yeah. and, out, and then drops down to like this groove and you're like that is cool that is just so cool really cool um such a great idea i think it's got a bit of a hotel california vibe at the end or rather hotel california has a moon age daydream vibe because mm. that came out later you know where it's just kind of the same chords just repeating with some solos over the top, but it's not boring. It it keeps you hooked, and it doesn't go on forever. Um, great Starman, we all know that one. Great song. Um, I've always on Starman. I've always enjoyed the little piano bit before the chorus. Always enjoyed that bit. That's 
just because it's got has it got like a phase on it or something the second time it plays it yeah, so yeah. Like, a, like a little phaser effect did you know just, it's it's not bowie playing the keys is it not not mad it is bad. i always thought he did everything he doesn't yeah. but whoever came up with that whether it is bowie or, or whoever such a it's just like some songs just have little moments, little mo- like phrases or little instrumentation bits that are just iconic. And I feel like that's that's one of them. Mm. It's a really cool piano part. Um, Star and Hang On To Yourself, those two songs standing together. I can see the proto... This is where I was saying I can see the, the proto-punk vibe because it's got mm. that... It kind of um who are the ones who sung uh falling in love with someone falling in love with someone. that one. Mm. It's got that kind of fast English punk vibe. Um but it it's still got those rock influences. Mm. So I, I thought both of them have a strong John Lennon vibe, like you mentioned before. With like the double layered vocals and some of the guitar. But it like you said, it's much cleaner than what John was doing at this time. Because um, what John, the recording quality of some of John's stuff is very iffy. Mm. And it's I too feel. like, um, it's it's not aged well. It's too like Phil Spector yeah. and like it's clean yeah. in a different way. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's the production full is of not like slimy great. stuff. You know, yeah. I don't know. yeah. Whereas this. I don't know, I just feel like the the production quality is really, really high on it. Yeah. Um and so it's really listenable too. Ziggy Stardust, just um the the big boy song on the album. It's the song we all came to see. Just an absolute tune. That great intro, guitar intro. Um it kicks in. It does that thing again like on Moon Age Stadium where it comes in quite strong and then goes down to a really nice groove. But then ramps up again for the pre-chorus, like chorus and stuff. Um, yeah, guitar intro is great, amazing vocals, drums. It's all amazing overall. It's a really strong album. Um, even though it's technically a rock opera, it doesn't feel like one, which means I like it because it's a rock <laughs> opera. I hate it. Hey Tommy, take notes. Tommy, take notes. You know, it's ten. Hey, that songs. sounds like a sick album, that. Tommy, take notes. It does. Imagine we just brought out a diss song against the Who. <laughs> diss album. Just like forty years later, well, sixty years Tommy later. Tommy take notes. Tommy take notes. <laughs> Incredible. Um. So yeah, so it didn't feel like a rock opera, so that's a plus. Overall, really strong. Probably gonna download it and listen to it in spare time. It goes into that category for me. Snaps all round. Mm. Snaps all round. Brilliant. At first, I thought that this album sounded a bit inconsistent, right? I I don't know why, but I just kind of thought like, like Moonlight, Daydream, Starman, like the hits on it sounded amazing, and the rest sounded a bit thin. But then the more I listened, I was like, oh no, I think like five years is made to sound thin at the beginning, and then builds into something bigger. Mm-hmm. And then I think like all of the guitars on this album are like. I don't know. They're like supersonic. That like they reminded me of like, um, like some of the Oasis stuff, but like 
years before, you know, like how Noel Gallagher just like puts like 15 guitars on top of each other. Like that's what these guys are doing. Well, I don't know if they're loading them on top of each other, but they just sound so thick and so big that when there aren't guitars, it does sound a bit thin. But I think it's meant to sound like that. I don't know. And I thought it was a great sounding album. I'm not always with this, like um, this David Bowie, um, like conceptual stuff. I don't really always get it and think it's as strong. I think people make out it's stronger than it is, you know, all this concept album stuff. Well, he put this think. one on. Apparently, this one was retrospective. Do you see, do you see what so, I and mean? You, and you can't, I don't think you can make an album then retrospectively be like, oh yeah, it's got a concept to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a happy accident. Yeah. And you could say, oh, looking back, I can see now it's more of a concept album than I mm. realized. But that's not what, oh yeah. But it's, it's not. like It's like that Paul McCartney thing when he makes stories up to, yeah. like, create yeah. himself as a legend do you know what I mean he like, had a load of stuff left when they made Hunky Dory and he was like well let's make another one then yeah but you can like they are like a um, it is like a side one and side two isn't it like you can see how those albums go together mm. but you can see how this one's better like five years yeah. does sound like Hunky Dory um, yeah, yeah. But, the, but from then on it is quite different as well but um, and there's just always something about seeing someone at the peak of their powers like this is David Bowie just as good as it gets, you know what I mean? They're just really flat, like flying out the gates, bringing out all the great stuff. And yeah, just I would encourage people to go and listen to other stuff from 1972 and then listen mm. to this album. As a, there's a big difference, you know, there's an absolutely massive difference to the way they sound and the ideas in it and what they're doing. And even if you just listen to something from 1970, two years before. You know, it's just so different. It's so different. And this, like, glam rock stuff that they're heading into. And, yeah, you can hear John Lennon um, influences in there, but it sounds nothing like John Lennon. You can just hear that vocal take and style um, and the, like, nasal-esque way he's doing it and, like, kind of shouting it out. And But, it, but that's as far as it goes, really. And I think in, like, a few years' time, like John Lennon can't wait to work with David Bowie because, mm-hmm. you know, he's just so far ahead of him in things really. So, yeah, I thought it was a great album. I'm glad we all enjoyed it. It's mm. nice, isn't it? It's been a while since we all enjoyed an album. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I'm a, I am a bit, um, you know, that Starman thing. I do like that piano, but I think I've overheard it, you know. I think I've heard Starman it Starman has much. been, yeah, way overdone. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, yeah, there you go. Brill, should we take a break? And mm. then we will talk about our comparison album. Amazing. Welcome back. We're going to talk about I Don't Live Here Anymore by uh, The War on Drugs. Uh, and The War on Drugs is an American rock band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, formed in 2005. Wow, they've been going a long time. Um, founded by close co- collaborators Adam Grandusil and Kurt Vile, uh, The War on Drugs released their debut album, Wagon Wheel Blues, in 2008. Vile departed shortly after its release to focus on his solo career. Uh, the band's second studio album was slave ambient and was released in 2011 to favorable favorable reviews and a lengthy tour 
and so on and so forth. Third album, uh, bringing out more and just um, becoming a much more well-known outfit. But I, I guess um, before this, had either of you ever heard of the War on Drugs? Can't say I have, no. no. no never. So there's, there's still a little bit, um, I don't know, like a alty undercover band but um i don't live here anymore it's the fifth studio album um and it was released on october 29th 2021 and i don't live here anymore was recorded at seven different studios over the course of three years seven different studios the album was co-produced by frontman adam grandusiel uh, and engineer sean everett uh, Grand Seal moved to Los Angeles at the end of 2014, but spent most of 2018 living in New York City. In March of 2018, while on tour in support of the band's fourth uh, studio album, Grand Seal began work on the album um, at Outer. Out, it says out, oh, outlier, outlier studios. I was like, what is that word? Outlier in studios in upstate New York. He spent a week there demoing uh, songs with bassist uh, David Hartley and multi instrumentalist Anthony Lamassa. Uh, in between touring, Grand Seal spent time writing and recording in Brooklyn. And so, uh, yeah, it's this guy. Um, Adam Grandisiel, who like does most of the the thought process and the writing around it, um, and they spent like some of lockdown and the pandemic separated, but still working on it, um, and they re- reunited in October twenty twenty at Sound City Studios, where they recorded for three weeks and got the album done. So the songs on "I Don't Live Here Anymore" were all reimagined, rewritten, or re mixed uh, multiple times over the course of that three years they would record it carry on writing it and then redo them again and once the album was given the final mix uh and was mastered by greg uh calby uh, grand seal decided to change the mixes for several songs after months of revision uh, atlantic records pushed back its release dates uh, one day, Grand Seal ar- arranged a final session with Everett to complete the album, and they spent 12 hours straight in Everett's studio remixing several tracks and then remastered those songs themselves. So this guy has, like, a lot of control or a lot of ideas about what he thought wants the um, album to sound like, uh, and while writing them has has that kind of, like, what he wants it to sound like later on as well grace what did you think of the album so let me take on a journey once again (laughs) so we hit play track number one living proof i'm like i'm sold i'm absolutely sold stunning beautiful little acoustic number kind of ish stripped back beautiful i'm like this is going right on my bath time routine playlist Right. This I is bad time myself. music. This first this, track. This first track is like right in the feels. This is this is where Stewing. we might join together, Grace, because this Come is on. this is what my street Hold is around. Stewing in that bathwater, contemplating your whole life, <laughs> silently crying in a beautiful way. That's the best kind of bath, and this is the best kind of track for that. Um, beautiful. His voice is a little bit similar to to Bonavir, I think. Um, 
but in a better way. But in a better way. In a better way. Wow. You know, Banavere takes it to some extremes sometimes because his voice is very much a selling point. Mm. And this is, um, this is a nice, a nice tone to the voice, a bit, bit Vanavir like. Um, anyway, hit track number two, and then from, from the next for the next tracks, it changes. You're no longer in the mm. bath. You can't stay in the bath if the album's staying on. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot going on, and it's confusing because, as you say, they've been around for a while. So I'm like, I'm not sure I know what their sound is. Well, I'm not sure I know. I'm sure they know. I'm not sure I know them. Um, it feels like every different track, something mad different is going on. There's a point where they sound a little bit like Arctic Monkeys, which is vastly different to Bonnevere. You know what I mean? Lots of different things going on. Do you not think and the then, aesthetic is kind of similar? Like it all sounds the same. It's just upbeat or downbeat. Yeah, or... yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's just musically. You know what I mean? It's weird. Mm. Um, but what do I spot? A title called Rings Around My Father's Eyes. And if I'm a sucker for anything, it's anything that sounds like a soppy country music, right? Is Beautiful. <laughs> I head straight for that one. And it did not disappoint. Right, I'm back in the bath. Right. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. A tearjerker. Sobbing my little heart out. Beautiful. Wow. Um, so I know they can do they can do some good some good ones. Um, yeah, everything going on in the middle. I'm not sure how I feel. It wasn't life changing. It wasn't terrible. I was already on board with them, so I was like Positive vibes, feeling it. Sure, I'd listen again. But yeah, nothing standout-ish. I think maybe there's a reason why they've been around for so long and not gone big. That's so you know, You know, gotta say it. There's a reason why I've been around so long and I've never gotten big. You know, I'm not making anything life-changing, <laughs> right? Um, 81 episodes in here. 81 episodes <laughs> in. That is life so yeah, all right. If they kept along the vibes of like living proof and rings around my father's eyes, I'd been all in. I'd have been like, who is David Bowie? Can't remember. This is sick. <laughs> but they lost me somewhere in the middle. But it's I forgive them. Great musicians. But yeah. And a great sound, right? Mm, yeah, for sure. It it's just sound a sound great. we've heard before. It's a sound we've heard before. You know, it's a recycled sound. Do you think so? Yeah. I thought it was I quite do. fresh, but mm. that's okay. But you don't. You I don't. Okay. I don't. What do you think, Adam? Well, here we go. So opener, I'm I'm with you, Grace. I was like, yes, it's a beautiful, tender way to open. I'm I'm on board. I was like, okay, it's an acoustic album this week. Acoustic with maybe some other stuff thrown in, but I'm on board. Great, happy days, happy day. Disappointment. That's what it was. <laughs> Because after that first great track, <laughs> yeah. I'm disappointed. Mm. Album just goes straight downhill. Mm. Straight downhill. It's not It's not bad, but it does nothing for yeah. me. I'm just sitting going, okay, so it's just standard. Do you know what, Adam? I didn't expect this from you because this <laughs> album sounds like a Sam Fender album. Can I, it no, sounds, it like, it it sounds no. like a lower key <laughs> Sam Fender album. It's a, it's Sam Fender's so his last album especially excited me it had stuff on there that grabbed me not every song not every song but it had stuff on there that grabbed boring didn't even finish the album guys let me honest. I will say as well each track is on average six minutes and I'm not here for that Too not fair. here for that at all. yeah I hear that that's that's a fair enough complaint I, if the whole album 
had the same vibe as the first mm. song, I'd have been on board. Ugh. I'd have been on board. It would have been a, it would have been an absolute banger. Not saying that they all. Have I think to be you'd slow, be sitting there saying I was bored after. That's what I think you'd be saying. Maybe, maybe, but I just I I would have liked to have seen it. Give it a go <laughs> because this, the war on drugs, the war on boredom, guys. Mm. Come on, that's what we're trying to combat here. Yeah, I need drugs to get through this. <laughs> Give me something. Okay, I need something to get through this because honestly, I'm bored. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm t- so. It's because you got us up at 8 a.m. That's why you're tired. <laughs> well, there you go. And I'm not sure it was worth it. For that, for <laughs> so, again, great first song, guys. Just try and keep up mm. the energy. If you're going to set that bar, you got to keep it up there. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, or just release a single mm. and just be <laughs> done with that. Yeah. So, not not my vibe wow. at all. I didn't even get to Rings Around My oh, Father's Eyes. Oh, you should. It's a classic so little maybe country I need boy. To. But it's not country, but I'd, it is. Because I'm on board with that. But the rest of it was just, yeah, standard alternative pop stuff. Not a fan. Didn't do nothing for me. Well, I thought this was a fresh sounded album. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what I wrote down in my notes, which is the opposite of what you said. I said the future sure. sounds like this. Wow. Oh, I hope That's not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> I thought, wow, this sounds really this sounds like what I want the future of like um of like alternative music to sound like. It's like got guitars in there, it's got some nice synths in there, sounds really clean, I can hear everything. Great songwriting. I do hear that it's a bit long, each song. You know what I mean? I do hear that. But I really enjoyed listening to it. But um, I, d- I don't think it was, like, mind-blowing. I wouldn't give it, like, I think it's, like, a three and a half. Do you know what I mean? But I think it's a out of five. But I think it's, like, a um a taste of what's to come. Mm. But you guys don't think that. They just they got so Hopefully much potential not. with those two tracks. Yeah, well, they that just... first track, that guitar solo on that first track sounds mm. brilliant. You know mm. what I mean? But, um, because sometimes, you know, we talk about John Mayer and we're like, oh, John Mayer has great feel or whatever. But I'm like, John Mayer, listen to this opening track because this guitar <laughs> solo just sounds brilliant. But, um, you know, we all, we don't all disagree. What would you rate this out of five, Adam? The War on Drugs album out of five. Two point five. Two point. Wow. That's not that bad. I give it a three. It feels. Mm. It feels low, but yeah, two point five. It's hard, isn't it? Because we're just like, like there's so much music to listen to these days. Mm. We're we're very fully saturated. The, the bar's pretty high in it. Mm. The bar is very the high. The bar is very high. The bar is very but, high. Um, and I guess if we were doing, a would you rather? We're all. Are we all picking? Ziggy Stardust. Mm. It's hard, yeah. isn't it? It's hard not to. Yeah. And what would we rate that album? I'm, I'm gonna go with a, a four point eight. Wow, that, it's, that is it's near a, perfection. It's a great album. I think it's one of probably. I mean, I've not listened to a lot of David Bowie's albums, so I can't. But for me, one of his mm. best albums. It's iconic. Mm. He created this character. He lived this character. Mm. He said that he couldn't differentiate <laughs> between himself mm. and Ziggy Stardust at times, which is, you know. Which is what drugs will do to you. <laughs> <laughs> <Which> <laughs> <what> drugs, <laughs> cocaine, cocaine will do that to you. 
crack cocaine will definitely do that to you. But uh, yeah, so four four point eight for me on that one. Brilliant. Grace, what are you saying? Grace has got a little smirk on her face, right? No, I didn't. The song absolutely coming. No, I just think we've got to remember that it's David Bowie we're talking about for me. What does that remember. mean? <laughs> it's just a. <laughs> we're not. We're not on a moral podcast. It doesn't matter not, who he is or not. And he wasn't a terrible person. Um, Iggy well, Pop was, but I don't think well, David Bowie was. We all have our moments, Grace. David Bowie went to Germany and did a Nazi salute. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I mean, do, I do hear I that. Don't, stupid I don't remember doing that in my life. So, true, but you've never been on crack, okay? <laughs> well, you've never had heroin in your bloodstream. I'm not saying that's really an excuse, but it is a context. Yeah. I'm not saying um, I want it to happen, but I would love it. I would love it. I sound like um, <laughs> Kevin Keegan, right? I would love it if a little picture of Taylor Swift came out and she's got a little hand up and she gets caught out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing, though. She would never. Yeah. That sweet, that yeah. sweet little angel. Because she's smarter than that. That's. What... <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm gonna do like a three point nine. A three point nine. That's high. What if? That's high. It wasn't David Bowie. Maybe a four. <laughs> a point one. You're giving a point one. <laughs> it can't be super high. I was a reservist at the beginning of this, so now I've got to keep it up. Because I've put some great albums at like a four, a 4.5. I've really screwed myself over, to be honest. I can't wait till he gets a strawberry field. Not strawberry fields, Sergeant Pepper. I cannot wait. I can tell you now, I'm going to rate that. Absolutely. Paul McCartney never did a Nazi salute. I'm giving it a 4.5. Wow. I think, no, I'm not. That's too high. I'm giving it a 4.3. Mm. That's too high. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. there's really, lot, yeah. there's banging songs, but there's also just a few which I'm like, you know, Moonage Daydream is a five. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's always in my playlist. When I'm going in the car, I always stick it in the playlist. When I'm like out with people, put it in the playlist, whatever, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. The rest of the album isn't, I wouldn't ever listen to Starman, do you know what I mean? Not really. Um, Ziggy Stardust, brilliant song. But uh, yeah, so I think it's brilliant, but I probably wouldn't. Um, yeah, probably wouldn't listen to it loads more. Mm. Brilliant. Do you want to know what next week's albums are? Desperately. Before yes. we quiz. Next week's albums are uh, Remain in Light by The Talking Heads. Ooh. Yeah. And while we're talking about... The Talking Heads quickly. I also want you to check out this Instagram um, page. It's called something like, I'm going to get it up now because I'm just doing this on the five, but it's called something like David Byrne. No context. Oh, no context, David Byrne. Oh, no, it's not. It's called Daily David Byrne Dances. You got to check that out because that is... You get a now. I've seen some of his dances. <laughs> that is a joy. Every day you get a new David Byrne dance, and that's what we want. So, talking heads <laughs> remain in light, uh, and then we're going to compare it to "Fix Yourselves, Not the World" by the Wombats. Wow, Look I like out. that statement. 
I'm going to start telling that to people. Because that's <laughs> how you fix not the world. Yeah. That's how you fix the world. Oh, Look here we the, go. This arm's the getting a five. Here, here we go. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. Grace is giving it a five. Come on. <laughs> and we're going Scouse, a good Scouse band. Good Beautiful. Scouse band. Good Scouse band who have all moved to LA. <laughs> that's not <laughs> yeah. true. They haven't all moved to LA. There you go. Just one of them. Just one of them. Uh, just Murph, I think. Yeah. But great band. So we'll check out their album. Stick them. Guys, are we ready to quiz? Porn ready. Yes. Hello. I'd like to quiz. Ooh. Well, my mama said quiz me. On the other side of town Yes, my mama said quiz me Cause she didn't raise no clown My icky bricky heart is asking Begging, pleading you Just to quiz me, baby Or I'll be through Brilliant. Welcome to a new, uh, not, I was going to say new and improved or a new version. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a new round of quizzing. Come on. And it's Adam versus Grace. So get ready. Get ready for the 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Adam, you're going to lose. I, I doubt it. Yes, that, that could be. That will be. Cool. And I thought, you know, there is one person who is featured more in this list than anybody else. Oh, I. And it is David Bowie himself. Nice. Mm. So this week, we're going to do a David Bowie quiz. Well, okay. I'm going to give you a question. And there's going to be a multiple choice option. Nice. So hopefully, we'll be able to get some right. That's what we want. Are we ready? Ready. Ready. Adam, you're going first. Oh, see. I'm just deciding it. And your question is, in what year was David Bowie born? Here are your options. Okay. 1947 or 1941? The 40s. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's younger than John Lennon, who I know was born around 95, uh, 45, sorry. So I'm going to say 47. That is correct. Well done. This is wild. Sorry, Grace. I did try and give Adam the hardest one <laughs> first. Grace. Matthew. What was the name of the alter ego revealed to the public by David Bowie in 1972? Uh, was it... St- <laughs> you just want to go Screw for it? Screw your mouth. Do, you, do you want your options? <laughs> no, I want my options. I want my options. Was it the Slim L or was it Ziggy Stardust? No, this feels like a trap, but was it Ziggy Stardust? <laughs> it was Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> yes, it feels like a trap. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, so the Slim L is a good. Um, I like the Slim L. What, Adam, yes. was the name of Bowie's 
first UK number one single? Was it Life on Mars? Or was it Space Oddity? Space Oddity. Correct. (laughs) Wow, eh? He did a lot to do with space, didn't he? Loves the space. Bit obsessed. Loves the space. A little bit, little bit obsessed. (laughs) Little bit weird, David. Little bit weird. Are you ready, Grace? Ready. What was Bowie famously hit in the eye with (laughs) at the 2004 festival in Oslo? Was it a lollipop or a banana? Mm. Mm. I... Lollipop. Correct. Yes. I would have said banana on that one. I was thinking though, but who's got a banana at a festival? Yeah. That's a good point. I hope someone (laughs) makes an out of context Elvanila one day. And I hope that's the first thing. (laughs) Who brings a banana to a festival? That's right. (laughs) Asim. Yes. Who co-wrote Fame with Bowie? In 1975, uh, was it yep. John Lennon or was it Elton John? Oh, that's a good question. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, fame. That's how I imagine David Lyson. Fame. Um, I think it was R. John. By um, R. John. You mean. John Lennon. Uh, <laughs> John Lennon. It was John Lennon. Well done. Ah. Look at this high scoring quiz. I would have said Elton John, you know. Would you? Yeah, you would. I, only because you said performer how John Lennon really wanted to work mm. with David Bowie. I was like, but then at the same, but then Elton John worked with John Lennon, and like the three of them were massive at the time. You know what I mean? Mm. Crazy. Grace. In which year did David and his wife Iman marry? Was it 1992 or was it 2001? He was old. That's first <laughs> wife. Uh, no. Oh, so sorry. Um... Ninety-two, two thousand and one. What are you doing? <laughs> no, ninety-two. I will take your first answer. Was it right? Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know you. <laughs> I knew it. I was so confident. You did know, guys. This is the last question each before we go into a tiebreaker. Oh my gosh! Did you think I'd be here? Incredible. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking. It's not that you're bad at it's not no listen, it's not that you're bad at quizzes, it's that Adam is just so good at them. The reason he's hosted but you've hosted the most quizzes in this podcast because you win so many of them. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we all have our roles here. Mm. We do, we do. Some are family members, Mm. some are quiz winners. Mm. 
so, some sustainable. So, so we're still finding their way. <laughs> some of the catalyst <laughs> to the whole thing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Absolutely. the so-called self-professed <laughs> catalyst. Okay, uh, Adam. Adam. Yes. In which film, in t- from two thousand and one, did Davy Davy? Wait, did David Bowie make an appearance? Hello, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Rush Hour 2? Or was it Zoolander? Oh. Oh. Thank God. So I've not really seen Rush Hour 2. But I have seen Zoolander. And I do know that he is on Zoolander. He is the judge of the fashion show. Is that the stupid film? That's just yes. stupid the whole way. So he, Zoolander's a model and he does blue steel. Yeah. So he's got like one look and he's called blue steel. But like, it's the only look he can it's do. Those two men, who are the two men? Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Yeah, just, yeah. What is this, a school for ants? Oh, it's classic. <laughs> John Voight's in that as well. Oh, it's, a, it's a good film, Zoolander. Is it? Him and his friends have a petrol fight. And then one of them just lights a cigarette. And it's like, why would you do that? You just have a fight with petrol. I'm not a fan. Anyway. I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's the right answer. But it is the right answer. <laughs> Grace, mm. to keep it equal, mm. to not lose the quiz, mm. to go to a tiebreaker, mm. what was the name of Bowie's 2016 and final studio album was it supernova or was it black star i've honestly got no idea but (laughs) what comes first in life of supernova or black star are you actually asking me yeah if you're gonna help i'm not okay I remember what it was like <laughs> to be on the other end of this. Okay, I'm going to say... What do you think comes first? Well, I would imagine that a supernova sounds massive. That sounds like a big thing. So I imagine that comes second because it's like a whoa, like a super, like a supernova. But what's a black star? I don't know. That makes me think like a dead star, which is sad. So maybe it's got to explode first to be dead. There's there's some good thought processes you know going what on. I mean? We're not it's a good we're, critical thing. You know whether it's right or not. There's good thought processes going on there. I don't know. <laughs> okay, the last one was Blackstar. Final answer. Final final answer. Blackstar. Yeah. Is correct. Yes. Nice. Come on. Guys, I never knew I was such a David Bowie fan. That's it. It's 4 4. Come on. We're going to the tiebreaker. Adam who? Adam who? <laughs> I asked myself that one day. <laughs> Adam who? Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yes. Here is the tiebreaker question. Hold on. What is this happening? Like, do we shout out? No. What's going to oh. happen is I'm going to give you a question. You're going to write down what you think the closest oh to goodness. is. So we've okay. done this before. Yeah. So it's going to be a large number. Okay. And you write down that what you think the, close, the you closest know, the closest yeah. is and the closest wins. So, Classic tiebreaker. I want to know 
roughly, how many albums has David Bowie sold worldwide? Too many. So I'll tell you, he's had 128 singles, three soundtrack albums, 68 other albums that aren't soundtrack albums, seven, uh, sorry, 12 box sets. Is he okay? Wow, this is... 68 albums? Uh, Oh, no, that's not right. I don't know what (laughs) other albums are. That's just compilations, I think. Sorry, Um, once I went on it. 26 studio albums, 21 live albums, 46 compilation albums, uh, 28 video albums, 72 music videos, 10 EPs, 120 singles, three soundtrack albums. This is where 68 other albums. What is that? Other albums. Now that's what I call music. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) 12 box sets. And how many roughly... Albums. I'm just, mm. That is a substantial body of work. It's not even albums, it's records. It says records sold worldwide. Records sold. So that includes singles, albums. Hold on. All. So mm. how many records sold worldwide? Not albums. Records. <laughs> yeah, but records is a loose term, so not like vinyls. Like records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Who, who's answering first? Grace, do you want to answer Hold first? on. What is it to the nearest? <laughs> Well, what do you mean? What is it to the nearest? Like it's to the nearest, nearest million? Yeah, yeah. The pet. It's in millions, and the the closest million wins. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So like, you know. Adam, I think I'm going to make you go first. Okay, hundred and fifty million. Wow. I think remember when we've done this before. And we've overshot or undershot, like, majorly. I don't, I don't think I've over or undershot. Okay. I think 150. Because we're talking you... to date. Yeah, yeah. And when someone dies, <laughs> So he'd only, sell, he'd only sold 1 million, but then he died. And 149 yeah. million. Do you... <laughs> because of, like, music streaming now, right? Yeah. Do you think artists now technically, like, sell less worldwide? Now. Definitely. Okay. But we but I didn't ask how many units has Olivia Rodrigo sold because Well exactly because I'm thinking like people now I don't think I would guess that people now sold like over a hundred. But this really. guy But this was back in the day. At the peak of album sales. God. All the way through. A hundred and eighteen million. Oh my goodness. Guys, yeah. the answer Nervous. <laughs> is 140 million. Wait, 40? So, 40, yeah. And oh. so Adam wins by 2 I million. No, I said 150 million. Yeah, so you were 10 out. Still wins. Gra- oh, yeah, Grace sorry. was 12 out. No, so more than 12. 22 out. I thought you said 14. I was so happy. <laughs> You know what? That was a good round. That was tense. Great round. That was intense. That was, that was great. Good, good game, Adam. Good game. GG. 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 Amazing. Well, guys, thanks for quizzing. Hello. I'd like to quiz. Ooh.
Well, my mama said, quiz me on the other side of town. Yes, my mama said, quiz me, cause she didn't raise no clown. My icky bricky heart is asking, begging, pleading you just to quiz me, baby. Or I'll be through Brilliant, well done Adam Thank you One nil up One nil Best of five For now For now For now For now, absolutely I don't feel comfortable Comfortable Comfortable. in this Comfortable at all Comfortable (laughs) Don't feel it Brilliant, well just a reminder Next week's albums are Remain in Light by Talking Heads and uh, fix yourself, not the world, by the wombats. Mm. So good, That's guys. Good. It's been a good week. It's been a belter yeah. week. That's been had a great time. Great time. Mm. But thank you for your time. Thanks for making Elvanilla what it is. Mm. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. Uh, why don't you subscribe to the podcast if this is your first one? Imagine this is your first one. You're eighty. Welcome. Whether mm. it's your first welcome. or your 81st, welcome. Go way back if you want to hear some good music. You <laughs> go way back. Go, go way, way back. back. <laughs> uh, but why don't you subscribe if this is your first time? You're you are so welcome here. Mm. Uh, go grab a t-shirt on Teespring. Leave a positive review on iTunes. That really helps other people like you find the podcast. Um, yeah, and we will see you again next week. Have a great week. Bye.